You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. The, the, the winds of change are blowing through Raider Nation, and Silver and Black Today keeps you up to date with the latest news and views about your Las Vegas Raiders. Touchdown, Las Vegas! With insight, opinions, and interviews, we're on the cutting edge of what's happening now. Now, now with the latest on your Raiders and the NFL, your host, Scott Goldbranson and Mo Moten. Welcome back. It is time for Silver and Black Today, an Odyssey original podcast covering... Your Las Vegas Raiders, the Tuesday edition here on June 6th. Yes, June, not the best football month. Okay, OTAs, yeah, okay, but camp is a month and a half away, and that's really what matters when we're getting there. Uh, Scott Branson, your host. Mo Moten is off this week, but that doesn't mean that you just have me because we can't do that to you. We can't just leave you alone with Scott. No, we're bringing in our good friend, Murph from Raider Fan Radio. We're going to do a Voice of the Fan Summit right now for early summer as he joins us uh, from his home down in Nashville. Uh, And Murph, uh, the fan cave is in the process of being moved. It was the best studio in the history of Raider creatordom. No, I mean that, too. That's not Thank you. Thank you. But now you're going to recreate. You're doing it even better. We're not going to give people details. But how's your summer going so far? How are you doing in this dead period without real significant football stuff. You know, I'm doing amazing. I mean, my personal life couldn't be better getting ready to move into the, into the new digs, as you mentioned, and uh, where we're going to have fan cave 2.0. So in the meantime, I'm in my, my little makeshift office here, but uh, anyways, yeah. And I appreciate the compliments about the fan cave and the next one should be even uh, cooler. Uh, um, So we're, we're, uh, we're looking forward to that and, and setting up a full on podcast studio for Raiders fan radio. So it should be a, should be really cool. But anyways, yeah, my, Personal life, Scott, couldn't be better. The best relationships I've ever had my whole life. My kids are amazing. You know, my work life is great for the day job. If awesome. only this Raider thing would figure itself out, <laughs> then it'd be perfect, you know. But um, I'm actually oddly encouraged, which yeah. and I often use the term, uh, I thank the Raiders for relieving me of the burden of expectation. I use that term. <laughs> and usually that hits around September or October, you know, depending on how the season is going. Um, yeah. And I, But I felt that real early on. Uh, you know, when kind of this off season, I think a lot of what's gone on uh, with, with the front office decisions, but I got to tell you, man, I mean, it's my silver and black heart is, 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 is beaten heavy today because I watched this whole content day that the Raiders had on the YouTubes and here I go, I'm feeling encouraged again. And so I'm thinking we're going to win the division after this whole uh, thing today. Cause I mean, you know, it's, they sure know how to JT <laughs> and, excited. and Eric Allen and those guys and having Dave Ziegler on, I mean, Max Crosby. Yeah. I mean, they sure know how to fire you up, man. I'm, I'm first in line for it. Well, what's crazy about that too, is they went three hours live from the facility in Henderson um, as they basically it's picture day, right? They're taking all the pictures, yeah. all the stuff you see when you watch Monday night football and the guys are on, that's all stuff they do at one time during the summer. And then all the NFL teams share it with one another. Of course, the Raiders get all their photography for marketing purposes and all that stuff done. But even that we love football so much that we want to watch that now, right? It's like, hey, yeah. guys, they're painting the bathroom at Raiders facility. Let's put it online. <laughs> People will watch it, right? They will watch it. But to your point, you get to see them, and it's like you're. this is the last kind of opportunity to see guys before you get to camp. So I totally get that. And the reason I wanted to have you on today, too, was to talk about sort of I've, – I've gotten this weird feeling from Raider Nation uh, this offseason because when we hear from people – 
we hear a lot of negativity. Now, Murph, you are a positive guy. Even when things are going tough, you're always looking for the bright side. But overall, I want to get your impression of how the fans are doing out there, what you're hearing from them. You have such a great rapport with the entire nation, what you guys do with the One Nation Raider Foundation, all that stuff. You guys are in the know. You guys hear from them constantly. Tell me kind of what's the mood right now? Is it is it is it cautious optimism or is it actually the opposite of that? Are people really pessimistic uh, and they're just kind of living with it? You know, I often say, you know, being optimistic is tough because, you know, with the <laughs> with the Raiders track record over the past 20 some odd years, you know, and you could even go back further than that. If you if you exclude the John Gruden 1.0 era, I mean, it's been a pretty dry desert in terms of, you know, Raider success. And so. Um, it's tough to be optimistic and it's easy. I think it's the path of least resistance to just say, well, the Raiders suck. I mean, that's every, anybody <laughs> can do that. Um, well, so what, yeah, so it is, it, it, it's challenging to find things that are positive about the regime or the, the players or, or whatever. I mean, obviously we can point to, you know, Devontae Adams and Max Crosby and, you know, guys like that, that are just slam dunk, you know, soon to be hall of famers, uh, you know, the, their tra careers traject to the, the way that we expect they will continue to. And um, so those are easy things to point out for positivity, but for the rest of it, like year in, year out overall, and especially coming off of a new regime on a six win season. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. The fans are, are surprisingly, uh, negative, I, I think yeah. even, and, you know, we came off of last year, this time last year, Scott, all of us fans were thinking AFC championship, like this team mm -hmm. was, I mean, stacked. We had this, you know, Derek Carr got his best friend. You know, we made some moves. I know a lot of people don't think we had enough moves on, on the defensive yeah. side of the football, but there was certainly movement and changes. And, and, and so there was a lot to look forward to. And we really overshot last year our expectations when vegas came out and announced that you know the raiders i think over under on win total for the year was seven we were all laughing our butts going like what are you kidding me steve's gonna win 11 games 12 games easy slam dunk right well next thing you know six wins turn in and here we are with the burden of expectation uh so this year's opposite i i think we're kind of underswinging it this time and i hope that mm. we're underswinging it um completely you know off base and again if listening to everything that the raiders said today th they don't feel like there's a bunch of moves still to be made they're not looking i don't think to market hunter renfro there's all these changes that like raider nation fan is still waiting around to happen i don't get that sense that's going to happen after today man i think they're going to hold tight with what they've got and they're thrilled with the people that they brought in and maybe we as fans are underestimating their ability to evaluate talent and to plan for what's going on for this season well, no, and I don't disagree with you. I think going back to last year, I listen, Mo and I both on this show were a lot more positive about the Raiders heading into that season. And we thought the same thing about the over-under. We thought, hey, that's a 10-11 win, win team at least, right? Going into last season with all the moves that they made. This year, yes. So, so you have a disappointing year last year. You have all the churn with the Derek Carr stuff, of course. Then you get rid of popular player, obviously, Darren Waller, even though he was hurt last year. And so it seems like it was a reset. And people, oh, it's a rebuild. And we talked about that here. And I know what you're saying about the team saying they don't need to make moves. We They said that last year. Remember about the offensive line? And we all said, oh, they got... Pfft. They got to be kidding. There's no way they got to improve that offensive line. Now the offensive line got a lot better as the year went on. Jermaine Illuminor, who who will uh, compete for the starting spot again this year, has gotten a lot better. So you're right. We are not talent evaluators. Those of us who make radio, who make podcasts, you know, whatever you are, a fan, it doesn't matter. These guys get paid to do it, so we'll have to see. I'm just surprised, I guess, that the expectations are so low. I see a lot of people, yeah. two, three wins. Let's tank for Caleb Williams. I, I can't ever, I've never had a team that I've liked or followed, Murph, where I rooted for them to tank for a draft pick. I never did, ever. It's like, no, you want to win. Uh, and, and if you don't, and you win two games and you get the guy you want, okay, great. But you don't ever want to go in thinking that, boy, let's be bad enough that we get to pick first in the draft. I, I yeah I don't understand that line of thinking I never have Scott I'm I'm right with you man I I never understood that whole idea of like tanking for a player or rooting for your team to fail so ex player yeah. <laughs> or ex whatever coach gets moved on from or whatever I'm like 
then it's probably an over-dramatization, but I often compare it to like, you know, a president. Like, mm. you know, I root for every single president that's ever been in office since I've been alive. Doesn't mean I voted for all the ones that were in office, but I root <laughs> for all of them to succeed because I'm an American and I want our country to thrive in yes, the greatest sir. country that's ever greatest country that's ever existed. And I want it to do well. So I root for the guy. Even if so, if I don't vote for, I don't care. I'm gonna root for him. But so like I don't understand the idea of like rooting for your freaking head coach to lose. <laughs> so you can so like what? Like, wait a minute. No, we should be rooting for the guy. And the day that he's not in silver and black, that's when I'll root for him to fail. But as Correct. long as he's representing our football team, I watch I want Josh McDaniels to win 17 freaking games this year and be coach of the year. That's what I want for, and, for the for the you know, like and I it goes it. it goes to your it now infamous, I think, with some people, uh dead on for others. When you talked about Derek Carr, once Derek Carr was officially off the Raiders, you said, Hey man. See ya. Thank you. Goodbye. Time now. I don't care what happened. Right. So, so, so to me, that's the same thing. I don't understand it either. Okay. You don't like Josh McDaniels, the coaches. And I would say a lot, a big, a big percentage of Raider nation right now does not yeah. like him. And I understand it though, Murph, because he hasn't proven anything yet. Right. He's got to go out and prove it this year. I think at least even if they don't make the playoffs or if they don't win 10 games, whatever it may be, he's got to show something and fans, some fans that are skeptical, will be, I don't mind people being skeptical, but to your point, to root against a guy so that he gets fired, that just means your team gets worse. And who yeah. wants that? I, I, don't, I don't understand it. Yeah, yeah let's rebuild again. Like, I mean, <laughs> come on, how many rebuilds and how many resets and reboots or whatever you want to call them, re-whatevers, how many of those things have we been through? Even back to the owl years and everything. I mean, just let's 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 move past that. But, but Murph, does this change again? This is the dead. This is time. People have way too much time on their hands to think about football because there's no football to watch. There's no <laughs> there's no no development going on with any kind of roster stuff. So is do you think this changes when we, I find that once we get to camp, those people are two or three game. We're going to win two or three games. They're sitting there and like, oh, did you see camp today? We're going to go to the Super Bowl. That's I think so, too. You know what I mean? That's when we start getting. That's when after we try to get ourselves out and they pull us back in, right? <laughs> uh, just like freaking Michael Corleone, you know. So yes, right. it's um, yeah, I, you know, and hearing a lot of the talk today about how you know they expect Trey Tucker is going to be one of those guys mm -hmm. that's going to light it up in 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 practice. You know, he'll probably be a preseason. How many preseason darlings have we had? Uh, oh yeah, in, lots. Of Shout out Chris Warren the third, right? <laughs> so I mean, we've had a million of those guys, and I got a feeling Trey Tucker could be one of those kind of guys that's going to you know, show out in preseason and, and then all of a sudden Raider nation is going to be, you know, getting behind this team. Um, but I'll say this though, that hype, if, 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 and when not, not sure if, but when it, it happens, cause it will, cause that we just, you can't, like I said, this, this, uh, on our last show, this ink doesn't come off like our Raider <laughs> nation. I mean, that's, it's at the end of the day, you're going to week one, you're going to be rooting for this team to win. Ain't nobody that's a Raider fan is going to be saying, oh my gosh, I hope the Raiders go out there and stink it up there today so we can get rid of Josh McDaniels in week four. I, by the time the season starts, we're going to be all in. Now, that said, it's going to evaporate really fast. And I think that that's, what, <laughs> that's maybe what the reality of it is, is that that optimism that even last year that we yeah. carried – through a tough start to the season. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until, I don't remember what week, somebody fact-checked it off the, off the top of my head, that we were finally officially eliminated from the playoff. But that like lingered around to like the Pittsburgh game. Like the we Pittsburgh were still game. in the conversation yeah. to like yep. to, to make the playoffs. So now that said, if we have the same start like we had last year, then it's gone. Then it's, I mean, the pitchforks and the, and the, and the freaking <laughs> torches are going to be coming out, man. And because they're oh, going to yeah. be, ch be chasing Josh McDaniels down because it's the, the, yeah. It is going to be ugly if we start <laughs> up, and that. And I'll say this too, Scott. Our our oh my gosh, but I don't want to talk about their, our schedule is tough. And then you got the Saints schedule, which is cake. cake. So is even what their potential first round matchups. Yeah, Derek Carr fan is going to be going see see. All we needed to do is he, and, and so it's yes. if we have a rough start, it's going to be double be ugly. Yeah, and, yes. and um, I might just put Twitter away for a while and we go 0 and 4 or something, you know. Yeah. And then you think about it because you think about the Saints and the and the division they're in. It's awful. Okay. <gasps> you think about the Raiders, how good the division is, the AFC West, and it might even get better now that the, the talk is the Chiefs may be be getting uh signing DeAndre Hopkins, right? And signing Chris Jones to an extension. So so it's just it's not going to get worse. The, the 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 division in the AFC West is going to actually get better and it could get better between now and kickoff. It's crazy. 
that that could happen, but that's how it is. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We are doing the Voice of the Fan Summit here with our good friend Murph, who you can catch on Raiders Fan Radio every week when they get going again. You're doing a kind of an abbreviated version. What are you calling it again? Yeah, we do a thing called the rundown. That's just where me and my best friend Swag yes. Jeff. We just we went out and sat on the porch the other day and did a show. Yeah. We've, you were we've at a restaurant sh- the other day. Yeah, we did a live show from Domenico's uh, yes. Italian Deli. Um, so yeah, so we're still trying to get content uh, out there, and especially because this is our big fundraising season for the yeah. One Nation Foundation. So we're trying to get some stuff, uh, you know, still coming out there on the uh, not only on the YouTube's but also on the audio podcast. Yeah, and we'll talk about the One Nation Foundation towards the end of the show here because you guys got to help out with that. Uh, But we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to get into more with Murph about what's going on with the Raiders. Jimmy Garoppolo's foot. Yes, some people would like to take that foot and put it where the sun don't shine. But we're going to talk about what that means and how Murph's feeling about it uh, right after the break here. You're listening to Silver and Black today. Scott Branson, Murph from Raiders Fan Radio, coming right back at you. Don't go anywhere. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Is Jimmy Garoppolo's foot worth the stress? That's what we're asking here on the Fan Summit. We have our good friend and contributor who appears on our live postgame shows here at Silver and Black today. That is Murph from Raiders Fan Radio. Make sure you follow them on YouTube. You have to watch the show. It is one of the most enjoyable football experiences we'll have. Even after a terrible loss... They will make you laugh, they will make you cry, and then you'll send them money because of the One Nation <laughs> Foundation. Yes, you will pay them to be miserable because they do such good work. And we'll get into that in a little bit, but Murph joins us. You can follow him on Twitter at underscore Murph, M-U-R-F, as well. All right, Murph, the whole Jimmy Garoppolo foot situation, it seemed to me a lot of folks in Raider Nation, a lot of fans, and Mo talked to, and I talked about it on the show here, it seems like even though they knew ahead of time and everybody in the know, obviously signing the contract, knew about it, there was a sense that somehow was being held back from the fans. Now, it happens all the time, actually. But what's your feeling on the whole Jimmy Garoppolo? There's reports out. ESPN is saying, well, he may never play a game. We don't know that. We don't know what's going to happen. There's a chance he never plays a game in a Raider uniform. How slight is it? The Raiders tell us they believe he'll be back for camp. They're not even worried about it. They've told us that in the past, too. Uh, and it hasn't been true. It just depends on who's telling you that. But nonetheless, what's your view on Jimmy Garoppolo's foot and and why it was such a trigger for Raider Nation? Yeah, and speaking of that sensational reporting, right? Yeah, there's a chance he couldn't play, and there's, or his career might be over. There's a, <laughs> there's a chance I might start week one, too, but likely <laughs> neither one are going to happen. Um, but anyways, I, you know, so, you know, I think the – and mine included – my alarm went off when they delayed that press conference. And I think it mm-hmm. did for a lot of people too. Yes. And, uh, and listen, and with the, with the dysfunction history that we've had with this organization, <laughs> even despite some of the most winningest, you know, eras of Raider football, there was still dysfunction. So when there's smoke, there's fire most of the time within this organization. So when this thing happened and we all went, Oh, did he fail a physical? Did he what? Well, sure enough, that's it wasn't so much, you know, that on the nose as per se is that they were rewriting that contract. So it didn't cost the Raiders a dime. 
uh, should he not be able to go. Now, I will say this, big props to Dave Ziegler. Like, the, the Raiders are definitely, if anything, we are not getting involved in any bad contracts, right. anything that's going to you know impact the team over, over a long period of time, and especially when there's a risk factor with a Jimmy G, even prior to this thing happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, that said, I mean, look, I like to play craps when I go to Vegas, and I consider myself a bit of a gambler. These guys are really taking a swing on Jimmy G. I mean, it's they're not only banking on the fact that he's going to be healthy for training camp and healthy for the season, but that he's going to remain healthy. I think because when healthy, when you look at his numbers and you look at his ability to distribute the football, they were talking about it today, and I've been saying this too about, about Jimmy G. Any Raider fan that's critical of, of, of Jimmy Garoppolo, I, I say this. Ask Brandon Ayuk, ask George Kittle. Ask Debo Samuel what they think of Jimmy Garoppolo. I'll bet you you'd get a very common answer from those three guys, and it will likely be a very ringing endorsement. So that said, I trust guys like that more than I trust my own opinion or another Raider fan. Look, the system is the system, and yes, Jimmy G had a defense. Yes to all of those things, but the bottom line is that that was the guy getting the ball to them, and they were wide open. Right. Uh, he knew exact knows exactly how to execute that offense. He knows all the checks and the audibles. They were again talking about it today. I think there might have even been a little bit of an indirect uh, commentary on the previous quarterback about that his ability to get them in and out of the correct place. And because also one thing I learned uh, in listening to Andre James talk today, that he was responsible Gruden's system for a lot of the mic checks. He was responsible for a lot of the, uh, um, uh, of the, the, the blocking scheme around what the defense was presenting in this offense. It's a lot on the quarterback. Yes. And so the quarterback I, can see better too. I mean, it makes sense. Absolutely. And so I think that was, again, I don't think that was Andre James taking a shot at, at, at you know, our last number four, but that's <laughs> certainly like something to take into account. And we've yeah. heard stories about that, about, you know, Derek checking in and out of plays that, you know, maybe he shouldn't have been and checking into runs that maybe mm-hmm. didn't need to be runs. And because of a, because of a certain amount of pressure look and all these things. So all that said, I think that it was a very sound decision to bring in Garoppolo, but again, it's, it's a swing, man, on him being healthy. I and correct. If he's healthy, I'm all about. And I think we all should be all about it. Uh, but it, but man, it it really is an unproven. And so then the, the the idea that okay, you don't make a move for a quarterback early on in 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 the in the first round. And I'm mm-hmm. kind of glad they didn't. I mean, but at the same time, like you got to have a franchise quarterback in the NFL. You have to. Yep. And is AOC four that guy? I mean. I, I don't know if he is or he isn't, um, you know, our old Sergeant Farva or whatever people are calling him from, because he looks like the guy in the super trooper movies. <laughs> yes. But um, anyways, uh, but I, I don't, I don't know if he's, a, I hope he is. I mean, yeah, you know, he's I, certainly I, getting a lot of reps right now. I, I, I doubt that. Yeah. He's getting a lot of reps, but it's in shorts and a helmet. Right. So, yeah, so yeah, I, yeah, when people yeah. are saying, Ooh, he looks great in OTAs. It's like, yeah, it doesn't matter when they start hitting <laughs> pads and guys are coming at you. Uh, that's when it really matters. So we'll see. Right, right. But to your point about Garoppolo, I think you're right. And this is the point I made when this story broke, which was, listen, um, it was a risk to sign him to begin with. They're two separate issues, the foot issue and just signing Garoppolo period. Right. To your point, when he's on and he's not injured, he's a good quarterback. He, I got in an argument with somebody online about, well, when they went to the Super Bowl, he had nothing to do with it. I'm like, did you see his numbers for that year? Get out of town. Yeah. Well, yeah, but he, but he had this and he had that. It doesn't matter. You still have to have the ability to do it. And Jimmy Garoppolo does, but he can't stay on the field. Mo said on this show that he doesn't believe he'll play more than 10 games. If he doesn't play more than 10 games, it's going to be hard for the Raiders to win five, I think. So that's that's where, to me, I understand. I think that's what it was. The people being uncomfortable with Garoppolo and his history suddenly are faced with a, wait a minute, he had another surgery after we signed him? Wait a minute, this is not what we want. So, so I get it. It's a bridge quarterback. There's no question about it. And to your point, the Raiders over the next two years have got to get a franchise guy. They decided not to trade up this year to get one. You understand that instead they took a defensive end who's injured, by the way. So the injury thing on those two players, now I think he'll be okay. But nonetheless, one of those situations bites you in the backside, and that's a big, big loss. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and, and O'Connell's a, I mean, he's a value play, man. I mean, that's a fourth round guy that you're going to put, again, you're pushing their chips in. I refuse to be completely skeptical on the front end. I want to see how it plays out. And, 
You have to you, let them play it out. You have to let them play it out. And, 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 you know, like, just like, I think like draft grades are some of the silliest things there are. And I know some <laughs> people do that and, and that's content or, or show material. And I, I get all that stuff and I'll begrudge anybody for doing draft grades. But to me, I think they're so premature. Like you want to give a draft grade, give me a draft grade on 2016. Give me a draft grade on 2018. Like, but we'll wait till February and give me a draft grade. Absolutely. Like, this right. thing's got to play out before, you know. But that said, like, man, a uh, fourth round quarterback, I mean, they're banking on the idea that there's going to be a value play that he can develop over a couple of years. I mean, listen, I mean, he's got, we got Jimmy G in there. We've got Brian Hoyer, who's, a, I mean, he's a capable backup. I don't think anybody's looking to him as to be a starter throughout the course of the year by any means. Um, you know, but now we got Sir Thomas Brady coming in there to, you know, like, like he could be a mentor probably at some, uh, some level. Like, I don't know. It's, 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 he's it's gonna, really, he's going gonna, he's gonna to mold Chase Garbers into a hall of famer. <laughs> I hope you're right. <laughs> I hope you're right. And like, and but, it's, but it's, I, I, but again, though, Scott, like is, is, I think what's what okay. If anything, here's what I think the it's the most glaring at the quarterback position because it's the most important position in the entirety of team sports. Of course. So I get why it's glaring at the quarterback position, but there are really a lot of positions that were of need for the Raiders mm -hmm. that fans are looking at it and go, they, did they do enough? Did we do yeah. enough at linebacker? Well, linebacker. according to the Raiders, they did. Linebacker did we do safety. Quarterback? Safety. That, they think they did. They think with yeah. Chris Smith and with, Chris you know, they, they, they think that we've done enough. They think <laughs> that by bringing in uh, Epps, we, we've done enough in yeah. safety. They think, I always want to call him Mickey Spillane. They think that freaking <laughs> Mickey Spillane and, 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 and Divine Diablo are good enough. And then we've yeah. got Nate Hobbs playing in the corner, but then maybe kicking outside and then Ja'Cory and Bennett and like, like they, and, and the interior with the development of, of, of Butler and the Tillery being there. And like, of course, Max and Chandler and now Tyree Wilson, like they think they've got it. So, us as fans on the outside looking in, we're going, no, wait, you didn't do enough. But at this point, I got to trust because they believe. we've not seen it. They believe it. Right. So I'm going to believe and, and, it too. And Murph, you know what, though, too? This is a little bit of recency bias by all of us, including fans, including um, media, anybody that covers the Raiders, which is the John Gruden era came back, the second era, came back so much excitement, right? Raider Nation was on fire. This is right, you know, right before I started my show, or actually after I started my show, two years after. And people were so damn excited. And then everything that they did, with the exception of Max Crosby, Josh Jacobs, a couple examples, was terrible. So I think people, <laughs> they, they just, they're, they're so gun shy, right? Because, oh, we drafted this guy. I haven't heard of this. Because most people don't, most people are not draft nicks. They don't spend 50 dollars on a draft magazine to follow what's happening with the draft they don't spend an inordinate amount of time wasting their time on that stuff they just don't there's some that love it and not begrudging them but most people do not but they know the raiders draft history so when they see them take tyree wilson instead of a quarterback or they see them take somebody else they've not heard of they get nervous and i think that's where we're at because it's gone so bad the last four years for the most part that people are nervous that you're not going to be able to draft enough players that are going to have enough impact. So let's go sign a free agent, a big name free agent. Absolutely. And I, and I, and I'm one of those guys that like, I don't, I don't dig in on the draft um, mm -hmm. because I, I've, I, I say all the time, like, I don't want to fall in love with a player. Cause then you know, all of a sudden, next thing you know, he's going to be a Bronco. You know what I mean? Or whatever. So yes. I don't want to, I don't want to fall in love with any players in the, in the, in the off season coming into the draft. I'll wait till they become Raiders. And then I'm their biggest fan. And I'm, you know, looking back at their game tape and their highlight videos on YouTube and all that good stuff. And um, you know, like Christopher Smith is one of those guys. I, I yeah. vaguely knew who he was because I watched college football, but then you go back and you watch that and you're like, Oh, wow. Look you're at like, this is an instinctive yeah. guy. Like he's yeah. He didn't flash at the combine, but man, this guy's a gamer, right? Like, so, you know, so anyways, so that said, I, I hear that loud and clear, that idea that like, yeah, our, and not only was it like our recent drafts with the, with, with, with the Gruner, but like even the Reggie drafts weren't that yeah. great. Aside right. from Gabe Jackson, Khalil Mack and, and, and Derek Carr. Yeah. Like aside from that draft, I mean, yeah, you know, he hit on uh, Amari Cooper, but it was how big of a hit was that, you know, mm -hmm. like, and so, you know, I look back at, you know, those weren't spectacular uh, drafts. And then the Al drafts, you know, leading up to those, listen, I mean, Al Davis, I mean, I have all the respect in the world for him and, and, and anybody that watches our show knows the amount of reverence that we had. He's, mm -hmm. We almost deify him uh, on our show, but listen, man, he, he kind of freaking lost his, his, his fastball there towards the end. You know what yep. I mean? Other than, Happens. you know, like maybe like converting Namdi from safety into corner. Like there was a couple things there towards the end where you saw those flashes of, of kind of classic Al, but outside of that, like he kind of lost it. And so 
Um, you know, so I, I, it's been a long time. So I hear it. I, I yeah. hear it. And I, I get it. But that, but also I'm going to bring a bunch of gambling references tonight. But the, <laughs> the dice have no memory. Yeah. Just because, you know, Reggie did what Reggie did and Al did what Al did and whatever. Mayock did what Mayock did. Just because those things happen doesn't mean that Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels are going to follow the same pattern. Yeah. And until they do, I'm going to trust that it might be different because I love this damn football team and I want them to be better. And and that and that's the point though, Murph, is it it it's it's been so long since the Raiders have enjoyed some consistency, not just winning, right? Because you have a winning season here. Of course, you had 2002 going back to that era. Some kids listening to the show weren't even alive yet, but nonetheless, <laughs> um, you you understand that. But it's the consistency, right? So they get so that's what I find with a lot of folks I talk to in Raider Nation is they've been so conditioned to be disappointed. To your point you made earlier. And so I think that, and and a lot of it comes back to trusting the organization. Some people like Mark Davis. Some people don't think he'll ever put it together enough. He now has a quote unquote real front office. If you look at names in that front office, I think it's oh. the best front office the Raiders have had in, f- forever. Yeah. And, and so you got to let it play out. People of course are more impatient today than they were 10 years ago because of all the technology we consume. But nonetheless, I think that you look at that situation and you say, okay, you have to earn some of that trust. And I think that's what, even if the Raiders don't win the Super Bowl this year or even make the playoffs, if they can show growth, I think people just want to see some positive momentum. And that's not always judged by win. If you start to see that offensive line comes together, the defensive line starts to, to pop a little bit. Yeah, they might be short at linebacker, so they got some holes. But if you start to see them put things together, then I think you get the fan base excited about the future because they just haven't had a lot of futures to be excited about yeah if they if they give us some exciting football i think that right. energizes the fan base i think that you know let's see some strip sacks out there let's see mm. some interceptions like i mean when was the last time that we had you know a, a highly productive secondary that got the <laughs> ball back for us when right. was the last time that we saw somebody take a, a you know a punt back or a kickoff back like shout out jacoby ford and johnny lee higgins for crying out loud <laughs> you know what i mean like it's been a hot minute since we had impact at, at you know let's block some kicks like let's i don't like let's make it so we're the raiders are you know look we were competitive last year and we gave up yeah. a lot of leads and everybody automatically like points to the defense but guess what guys the offense couldn't convert on third down we couldn't stay on the field we gave our defense a short field to defend a lot of times like you know football is the ultimate you know symbiotic you know complementary game like there has to be consistency on both sides and so like you can be you know statistically you can be great on offense and not put the ball in the end zone enough in the red zone and be a terrible football team same thing on defense you could be you could give up a bunch of yards but if you create turnovers then all mm, of a sudden you you're, you're, you're playing a different level of football by doing those and so i think that those kinds of things you know, and that's where, like, I look, I think back to like players like Jonathan Abram, who obviously didn't work out, but that potential that he had, yeah, oh, yeah. that big, hard hitting safety, he's going to come up and pop the ball loose. <laughs> like those kinds of things that, like, give us some players, give us some plays that we can, you know, we can, you know, wrap our arms around a little bit. And, like, to your point, too, is that, like, and I've joked about this, that, like, the most raidery thing ever will be this team going nine and eight this year. And then the Raiders will go, hey, we got better. And all of us fans will be going, did you like okay like yeah you're better technically you know it was just like gruden's second year third year whatever it was when he was like you know start off with four wins and then we you know he moved up so you know last year uh josh goes six wins you know he'll go nine wins and they'll be like so it's enough to retain him you know half a radio nation will be losing their mind we won't make the playoffs like it'll just you know we'll have a mid-draft pick like you could just see this thing coming from from a mile away but now that said you're preconditioned I am absolutely. And now that would be an absolute nightmare scenario. Unless, like I said, we see, you know, Marcus Epps take a couple to the house or whatever, like you're, 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 you know, Tyree Wilson go blow up Patrick Mahomes and Max scoops it and scores. And we start seeing plays like this, like, and you see improvement in that explosiveness. Then I think that those highlight plays, (laughs) that's what will encourage us as a fan base. Cause without the highlights, I mean, you know, yeah. Well, and, and I think, too, that the one thing that I know Raider Nation reacts so well to, and I get it as a fan, which is which is a team with a personality. And I mean yes. a personality on the field. You talked about this last year in one of our early pre—actually, I think it was the pregame show after the, the loss in Tennessee, 
right? That the person, where is the personality? And okay, it doesn't have to be Phil Villapiano, although that would be awesome from, from the seventies, but it has to, they have to have their own character, their own identity. And if they can build an identity that, that really appeals to fans and let's say they go nine and eight. Okay. But those eight losses, man, they took teams to the wire and it was tough. And they're just, you know, a little bit short because they're short on the talent stick or whatever it is. Then you can see people get excited about it. But again, that is progress. And I'm not talking about progress where you lose four in a row, you win five in a row, you lose three in a row, you win two, you know, that that kind of progress, but that you are in every ball game you play in, no matter who you're playing and you can see the progress. You know, I would love to see this team take on an, uh, an identity. I mean, because I'm with yeah. you. Because we don't know what the right at this point. We really don't know what the what the hallmark is uh, of this team, and 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 of you know, we know what the, kind of the, the the history of the front office and what their mm-hmm. hallmark is in a, in a past you know existence with a different franchise. But what is their what is their stamp going to be on the Raiders? Are we going to be able to tell the story of the Raiders and 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 not leave these guys out? Can we? Right. Are we going to have to tell the story of these guys to define what the history of the of the lot now? Las Vegas Raiders is going to be and I think that's important and on those on that on those heels again to go to that video today they talked a lot about the alumni coming in and speaking of Phil Villapiano Last week, also yeah. bringing in Ted Hendricks and Art Shell and of course the legendary Freddie B and like all these amazing Raiders that came in and, and I love that the Raiders no one honors their past better than the Raiders but as Fred Boletnikoff told me face to face and not the name drop Frank Sinatra told me never do that <laughs> but Fred Boletnikoff said uh we painted a, some really good lines a long time ago, and now it's time for these guys to paint their own lines. There you go. And so it's uh, while I think those it's, it's I hope that these visitations and these discussions and interactions with a when you see Max Crosby talking to Greg Townsend, I know Max has a reverence for Greg Townsend because he wants yes, to he beat does. his damn record. Yeah. And I hope that the rest of the Raiders buy into that and understand the value in the Raider mystique the uniqueness of the Raider mystique. Mm. And I know it's never going to be Oakland again. And even though I'm old enough to remember those days and love those days and grew up in those days, and I know it's never going to be that again. And Vegas will be its own now legacy. And, and again, definition and, and whatever it's going to be going forward. But I hope that the players yeah. embrace what that was, that Raider, that Raidery thing, man. I hope mm-hmm. they embrace it and bring that to its, whatever the current version of that can look like. And, and define that as their character. Because yeah. I think, look, if they start doing stuff like that, I almost started swearing there. Sorry, Scott. That's if okay. they start doing stuff like that, <laughs> uh, this, our, they, talk about energizing a fan base. Oh, yeah. Like, bring a little Villa Piano, Bring a little Jack Tatum. Bring right. a little freaking, you know, Mad Stork, Ted Hendricks. Like, bring some of that stuff to the modern-day Raiders, and we'll get <clears> behind them real quick. Well, and I agree 100. percent They they have to become their own Raiders, right? They have to they have to make the name for themselves. And I love the the paint your own lines. By the way, that should be a Raider fan radio T-shirt. By the way, paint oh, good lines. idea. Okay, deal. You got it. Okay, well, we, and so, you got to sign it. We'll have a Scott Gilbranson <laughs> signed version. I'd be happy to. But but uh, uh, but that's it. They have to create the identity, and that'll make a big deal. All right, so we. Uh, Get through that one. All right, we're going to take our final break. When we come back, I'm going to throw some wild cards at Murph. But Murph, before oh, we take okay. the break, before we take the break, tell everybody about the One Nation Foundation, what you guys are doing. Uh, I'm proud to support it. We're proud to tell as many people as we can about it and what you guys do and how they can get involved. Thank you so much, Scott, for that. And yeah, and, and, and cannot appreciate your support of the foundation enough. And uh, and yeah, giving us a platform to talk about it is just such a huge blessing to us. And thank you, first and foremost, for that. Uh, so One Nation Foundation, we formed it uh, back in 2019 when we realized that we can make money with our dopey little show that we do, Raiders Fan Radio. And 100% of the money goes to Raiders-related charities. And it's from direct donations from listeners to our show, uh, any merchandise that you want to buy. Like if you want to buy a cool Raiders Fan Radio t-shirt, shirt uh, inspired by van halen scott i figured you yes, get out of that. uh and so you know in any of the money that we were advertising any of the money we get uh we give it to the one nation foundation and we've got some corporate partnerships that are pending that we're really excited about to announce hopefully later this summer and so again we give it all away uh 
our biggest uh, that we give away to is the Belenikoff Foundation, which fosters a place called Tracy's Place of Hope and the Belenikoff Center of Hope. And they provide rehabilitative services and uh, and safe places for young women at risk of domestic violence um, and, and and substance abuse. And so there's these there's an, a lot of amazing, wonderful organizations that are out there in this Raider world, not just by the Raiders themselves, but by the players, current and past. And so we give to all of those. We we want to we've given to the Stabler XOXO Foundation. We've given to GoFundMe's. Um, we've given to. Um, uh, folks dealing with cancer battles and it's yeah. just it's been the now once upon a time you know the one nation foundation was a was a like kind of like a, a back end to raiders fan radio at this point now the reason we do our show is to promote the foundation we want the one nation foundation to become something way bigger than than our show ever ever was or could have been and uh, and it doesn't come without again platforms like this and thank you so much for that and uh, our goal this year is to write the bolitnikovs a check for fifteen thousand dollars and a hundred percent of that comes from our from our listeners all the amazing listeners and supporters of Raiders fan radio. Thank you guys so much. And we want to make sure that, that everyone knows that like, we're just vessels. I'm just an idiot in my bonus room with a microphone. <laughs> it's it's our listeners and our collective group is who raises that money. And so we just, yes. we just love them very much. And, and thank you for any of those. If you want to donate, if you want to buy merch, you can get that at our, our website, RaidersFanRadio.com. You go to one nation foundation.net one nation foundation.net and you can hit the donate button and you can donate directly right there. there. It goes straight to PayPal and it no, no Google cuts, no nothing. It's a hundred percent of your money goes to the foundation. We don't pull any money from it. We don't buy tickets with it. We don't do nothing. We've we're all blessed in our day jobs and, 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 and thankful for that. So we just, this stuff goes straight to the foundation, straight to Raiders related charities. And so thank you again, Scott for the platform. Oh yeah, of course. And, and I'm telling you, you guys watch Raiders fan radio when they do their shows and it's people giving money every week. And it's and I'm not saying like they give once. I mean, these folks, Raider Nation, the family that you guys are, continually gives. And and the content you do has a lot to do with that too. I know you don't want to take a lot of that credit, but it's fun. It's a great, great time. Uh, I know during the winter, I watch it on Wednesday nights. I'm smoking a cigar in the garage because it's too <laughs> cold to go outside. Uh, and I'm having fun. I'm laughing my butt off. And my wife is opening the door and saying, what are you laughing at? <laughs> A swag Jeff Murph, they just did. It. Yeah, it's, all, it's all it's all good stuff. Somebody so. just got beat up by a sheet pan. <laughs> awesome. All right, we're gonna take our final break. When we come back, uh, I will be back with Murph, and we will close out this edition of Silver and Black today and Odyssey Original Podcast. Don't go anywhere. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer ixl learning is an online learning program for kids it covers math language arts science and social studies ixl is designed this program will improve your kids grades studies done in almost every state in the country the kids who had ixl are consistently doing better powered by advanced algorithms ixl gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality 
and it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now, and listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Welcome back. Silver and Black today, an Odyssey original podcast. If you don't already subscribe to the podcast, do us a favor and subscribe to it. Turn on the auto download. That helps us a lot. So every time a show comes out, every time we publish one, usually very early in the morning, during the week, it will be right there for you on your commute. You got to love it or your jog, whatever you're doing. Uh, it'll be right there for you. If you're watching us on YouTube, thank you, thank you, thank you for the subscriptions. Hit the notification bell. Also, make sure you follow Murph, who's joined me today on the show. Mo's on vacation. So Murph is here, and you can follow him on Twitter at underscore Murph, M-U-R-F. Follow also Raiders Fan Radio on YouTube. You can go to RaidersFanRadio.com. All kinds of cool merchandise, including the shirt that Murph has on. is inspired by Van Halen. I love it. Fantastic. Look at that. Uh, good stuff, man. Uh, so you could do that. And of course, one and OneNationFoundation.net, the foundation where you can also give to, to great causes around Raider Nation. All right, Murph, the Oakland A's are, a dis, are just a complete embarrassment in the world of sports because of their owner. The owner now wants to move them to Las Vegas. Both times that I lived in Las Vegas, I would have killed to have a major league ball team there. And, and the stadium situation in Nevada, the, the money that's needed seems to be hung right now. doesn't seem like the Nevada state legislature is going to give them the money. Man, who would have thought that the A's would follow the Raiders to Vegas? I want to get your thoughts on this because you are an A's fan. You yeah. are from the Bay Area originally. Okay, so you grew up watching the real A's, not this team that has nothing to do with the Major League Baseball anymore. Uh, they might as well be in AAA. Um, what do you make of all this? Can you imagine if the A's went to Vegas? I just don't see it happening because I think you have, like you have in Los Angeles with the Chargers, you have a dumbass owner who doesn't know what the hell they're doing. Yeah, I agree. And, and you know, there's no guarantee that with a move, that that owner is going to choose to then decide to, to sink money into, into the baseball team. And, you know, it's, it's hard to be an A's fan. I mean, we hear, we, mm. you know, we, we, we lament about the old days of the Raiders and whatnot. And, you know, and, and I'm a warrior fan too. And I mean, I can remember the days we're speaking of laughing stock of the leagues. Like I remember when our, you know, our best player tried to choke our coach, you know what I mean? <laughs> or did choke our coach. Well. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and so, I mean, like, you know, there, there's been a lot of dysfunction in Oakland sports and, but it's, it's really, it's, it's, you know the the A's, um, and and you mentioned I'm a I'm a diehard A's fan. I I went to the Oakland Coliseum in utero uh, when my mom was pregnant <laughs> with me for the '72 World Series. Like I literally nice. have been going to the Oakland Coliseum since before I was born, and and most of those were A's games because we were too broke to go see the Raiders. Um, so, but my dad used to take me to A's games all the time. We'd sit out there in the bleachers, and you know what I mean, and 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 you know, and I'd root for Reggie Jackson, and, and you know, and all, but you know, just anyway. So there's a there's a lot of uh, history with. with that organization in Oakland, obviously. And so it's sad that, you know, the city of Oakland not only is lost two of the three major franchises, but now is, is, is fixing to lose the third, as you mentioned, that it kind of went from a done deal to a maybe. Um, mm -hmm. So it's, it's interesting whether they're going to make it or not, but I'm, I'm with you. I'm a little tentative on, um, on the owner, but anyway, but to go back to the, to kind of the original point is that it's tough to be an A's fan and it has been for a long time, even, yeah. Even the Moneyball era, even though that we've had, you know, glimpses of success, as a fan, what do you root for? You root for the team, but you root for players, and especially in baseball, you know, and especially for kids in baseball. You mm -hmm. know, like, like Reggie was my guy when I was a kid, and as I became a teenager, it was, you know, McGuire and Canseco and yeah. all those great – Dave Stewart and Terry Steinbach. and like, But those guys were together for long periods of time. In this Moneyball era, we've seen – those players, all the great players for the Ra uh, Raiders, for the A's over these recent years, or even going back a ways now, they all get jettisoned. We see yeah. Jason Giambi Lee. We see Nick Swisher Lee. We see Jonas Espinus Lee. We see Mulder and Hudson and even Sonny Gray and like you name it. Like all those players move on. And so it's tough enough to be a fan because you have this constant churn of players. And now you have a team that's 
dog crap and can't get out of their own way and now has you know uh, you know facility uncertainty because they're playing look i know it's 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 our dump but and so we love but it it's, but it's a dump the oakland coliseum is just so far gone in terms yeah. of like you know functionality as, as a as a facility like it's insane to me, Scott. And so, you know, as an out-of-market guy now, because I don't, like you mentioned, I, I live in Nashville. I don't live in the Bay Area anymore, and I haven't for a long time. So when the Raiders left, it didn't hurt my feelings because, look, they're not in my backyard anymore, and, yeah. and I can just go visit Vegas instead of going back home. Uh, and same <laughs> thing for DAs. When I, I would love to take in an A's game uh, it, when, when visiting uh, Las Vegas, but I think that it's tricky because it, it, until they move on from this ownership group, there is no slam dunk guaranteed that this that they're willing to sink money into the team and so it's kind of you know again rolling the dice like it's a they're taking a big swing there and even though the a's have an amazingly rich history you you just mentioned all those guys right going back to jack of course charlie finley all the 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 great teams uh in the oakland franchise in on the baseball side like you said it's been a really long time and for whatever reason baseball is not like football the raiders coming to vegas a lot of people had the same criticism which was Oh no, you got to put like a you have to put like a, a expansion team in Vegas. It can't be somebody like the hockey cuz hockey worked out the Golden Knights by the way, Stanley Cup finals. Um and so so you look at that and that's the model people think of work in Vegas. But I knew the Raiders going to Vegas was a perfect fit because of all the things we've talked about all these years. The draw from LA. There's a lot of Raider fans already in Las Vegas, the draw from the Bay Area Amen. and the fact that the Raiders are the Raiders. That brand is so big. The A's Great history, but not the same kind of brand, right? Ain't nobody taking a Southwest flight from L.A. to go to an A's game. You know no, what I mean? Correct, correct. You happen to be in Vegas? Oh, my team's here? Okay, I'll go. Or if you can coincide your schedule with a game there, great. So so I actually, I'm, I'm halfway there agreeing with some of the people who are saying, yeah, if you're going to bring a baseball team to Las Vegas, which would be awesome, not the A's. Because it's not just because the A's, it's because the owner. The owner is dog crap. And if the owner gets his stadium and then comes in and says, ah, we're going to do things how we've been doing them. Then you got a brand new stadium in the Las Vegas strip and there's nobody in it because they can't even win a game. And to me, that's dangerous. So, so I'd love to see baseball in Las Vegas. It's hard for me, not only because I, I, I understand, I don't want to see it, folks at Oakland lose another team, but also just because I don't know that it'll work. I don't know that I would trust the guy. Yeah. And you know, and I'm, and I'm with you. I think that if, if it does happen, I think that you almost got to rebrand the team and I'm not a fan of that. You know, I've said for a million years, like, you know, if the Raiders stop being the Raiders, that's the only team that the only thing that'll keep me from being a fan. If they became the Las Vegas renegades or whatever, I would cease to be a fan of this team because it's not the Raiders, the A's. Like, I don't think I would be a Las Vegas, whatever, you know, team name fan. You know, I would probably root for the giants or something, frankly, something that still I have roots or a connection to. Um, because I did grow up going to a lot of Giants games too. I know that's a lot of base fans are like, "What do you mean you can't like the Giants?" I'm like, well, baseball's I mean, baseball. Baseball's baseball is different. And <laughs> and I grew up, and I'm old enough, to, uh, uh, and I think you are, Scott, too. Yeah. Interleague wasn't a thing. No. So like the A's and Giants weren't ever a thing unless they played each other in the World Series. In which case, it was like yay for them both. But I'm going right. to root for the A's to beat them. You know what and I mean? And so, if you wanted to see Willie McCovey, you had to go to Candlestick. Yeah, had to go to Candlestick. Amen. Absolutely. And so, um, so it's a little bit different of a dynamic. But anyway, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't root for that team. But I think that would be best for that team. Like if to rebrand, because like you said, like, you know, everybody in Los Angeles, I mean, there's a, there's a handful of angels fans, right? You got a Mm -hmm. ton of Dodgers fans. And then if you even go further South, you got folks like you that are big Padres fans Yep. that that, there's not. And what is Las Vegas full of is a bunch of Southern Californians for crying out loud. Ain't nobody (laughs) like, ain't a bunch of ace fans rolling around Vegas. So I'm with you. You might have to rebrand the team and, 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 you know, look, it's the, the team has been in Philadelphia, it's been in Kansas City, and it's been in Oakland. So mm-hmm. this would now be the fourth city that the team would reside in. But again, I, I but I don't think you carry the the, the mantle. I don't think you carry the elephant and the green oh, and gold, well. and I don't I don't think you can do it. Yeah, and I think too. I I hadn't thought about that, but I agree with you 100. The case you made was strong. But I also think that if I'm the Nevada State Legislature and I'm going to build you a ballpark or at least give you some of the money, then I'm going to say, listen, if we do this for for the next 10 years, you cannot have a payroll less than X dollars. Oh, yeah, 100 percent. Now, they could still screw it up because you could spend your money poorly. But I would I would put a minimum and say, look, unless your payroll hits this threshold, you don't get the money. I mean, you don't, you, we're not giving you the money. So you have to do that because that's what this guy's done. Now you see, and why doesn't MLB do that anyways? 
I MLB's had the, some of the funkiest governance, man. Yes. In, in terms of, and I, and don't get me started on like I know I'm, I, I just said I like the Giants, but the Giants are the whole reason that the A's aren't in San Jose, which right. is where I grew up, and they You're were welcome. they had Cisco Park locked and loaded. They were getting yeah. ready to move ten minutes from my house that I grew up in, and it was like it was perfect. But the freaking Giants sued them for the South Bay rights and all this stuff, and I'm like. MLB just has some weird governance when it comes yes. to that stuff. So I'm I'm with yes. you on that, Scott. Why they don't have that in place now to where there's a min max? Like you know, it's it's crazy to me. Well, and the and the players' association in in Major League Baseball has has fended off the only sport without a salary cap, right? They have luxury tax. Doesn't matter. The Yankees blow through it every year because they make more money than than anybody on earth when it comes to sports. So they don't care. Right. So there's no there's no incentive to follow any kind of rules. And so small market teams have to overspend my Padres. That's what they're doing right now. They hope they're going to win in the next couple of years, because in about five years, guess what's going to happen? It's like, I ah, can't afford this anymore. We're going to have to put it back down. <laughs> yeah. so, so that's what those small market teams have to do. That's what the A's have to do is build it up. You have a five year window where you overspend, you lose money, but you got to have an owner that wants to win. If he's just doing a business, then you're Donald Sterling with the Clippers who was profitable every year mm. and that team stunk. And then it turned out he was a racist too. So, oh, well, you know, that's the way it goes. <laughs> but, but nonetheless, um, you know, it's, it's just interesting. It's just so weird to think, think 10 years ago, Murph, oh. think, think about if I came to you and said, Hey dude, I'm from the future. The Raiders and the A's are going to move to Vegas. You'd be like, ha <laughs> ha. Get out of town, right? So it's just a weird... I don't ever would have thunk it. I thought they'd be the St. Petersburg A's or the Portland A's or yes. the Nashville A's. Like yes. there's a lot of cities that I thought the, that they would have gone to long before Las yeah. Vegas. And if Vegas goes through, you never know. They could end up in one of those cities. And the Raiders, I thought, were a slam dunk for Southern California. I, it's it's still to me, I mean, I get it because Stan Kroenke has Stan Kroenke money, but <laughs> the NFL moved the wrong team to LA. I of mean, course. let's face it, man. Of course. It should be the freaking Raiders. It should be. It's still a Raider town. There's no question. All right, Murph. Listen, I want to thank you for being with me today on the podcast. I know we'll get together again real soon as well. When you get the new fan cave, I'm coming up to Nashville. Yeah, People yeah, keep let's giving go. me crap on Twitter about it. I'm coming. I'm coming. But Murph's got to have the new place together, and then I'll be there. I got to get the digs together, Scott, we'll and, and, and we'll, uh, we'll roll out the red carpet for you, my friend. Absolutely. Again, tell everybody how to get in touch with you for the One Nation Foundation and for Raider Fan Radio. Thank you so much. Yeah, you can go to youtube.com slash Raiders Fan Radio. We go live typically every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Uh, Pacific and 7 Eastern. And you can also find us on any audio podcast service or any internet connected device. Just ask your Alexa or your Google thing or your Apple thing or whatever thing you got that's connected to the internet. <laughs> uh, ask it for Raiders Fan Radio. And uh, while you're there, hit the subscribe button and uh, give us a review and all that good stuff. And, and even though, you know, a lot of folks can't support our foundation with monetary donations all we ask is just your support of the show because yes. the show uh as it grows it grows in advertising opportunities and that generates money for the foundation so give us a like give us a thumbs up give us a subscribe and uh, and if you do want to donate directly you can go to the one nation foundation website which is one nationfoundation.net hit the donate button it'll take you straight to paypal and you can give us uh, uh money that way and if you, if you pay enough attention to our show we do a lot of giveaways too we call it the summer of swag where my best friend swag jeff gives away autographed jerseys autographed footballs uh, really cool stuff man Amazing. we gave away this howie long uh game day jersey um autographed jersey and so we just give that stuff away and uh for those that donate on the website just let us know how much you donate and we will enter you into the to the drawing for that so you got a chance to win something cool and you're providing uh some cool money uh for raiders related charities so thank you to all of those yeah. of you uh that support the foundation and donate to the foundation and like and again all those things and thank you scott again for the platform tonight and this has been fun man oh, i yeah. can't wait to have you in the fan cave and i just i just I'm so flattered that you asked me to, uh, you know, bring my dopey opinions of uh, being a fan oh. here onto your show. I uh, thank you very much for having me. You and everybody, Michelle, Swag, Jeff, you guys are great on the show too, and so we appreciate you coming on and and uh, anything we can do to help you know we're there to do it because you guys do so much. So thanks for oh, can being I, can I shout? Yes, say, sorry, ahead. I got to shout one last yeah. thing. Yeah, we we also took on a brand new uh, Raiders related charity this year. They're called Raider dad yes. and they, and they provide, uh, uh, trips for underprivileged kids mm -hmm. and their families to Raider games. And the first one that we've uh, supported with the one nation foundation, we supported, the, uh, the preseason game this year. And so me and swaggy are going out to, uh, the Raiders, uh, 49ers game for preseason. So, uh, if we're doing a voice of the fan segment after the show, We'll catch up with you live from Allegiant Stadium after that game's nice. over. The Raiders only preseason 
preseason game uh, this year. That it's at home in Allegiant yeah. Stadium. And uh, and yeah, and shout out the Raider Dad folks. And again, just another example of another charity where the One Nation Foundation is supporting. And we're taking a whole busload of kids to a Raider game that normally would never get a chance to go and their families. Yes. And uh, we've had him on the show, actually, a couple of oh, times. Oh, Josh yes. on? Yes, Josh oh, on a couple of times. Oh, yeah. Cool. So we're, we uh, we are are there with you on uh, Raider Dad is such a cool chair. It's such a great deal that he set up and it's starting to grow really fast. And so I'm glad to hear you guys are supporting it as well. Absolutely. Thank you. Cool, man. I will talk to you soon. I appreciate you being here. All right. Thanks, Scott. Have a good night. All right. There you go. That was Murph from Raiders Fan Radio. Always fun to mix it up and He's with us on the post-game shows uh, during the season, so make sure you join us with there, too, uh, and make sure you follow them all on Twitter. It's a good time. He's always always tells it like it is. Whether you, And he's a, he's a huge fan, but you know what? He's also a realist. He, he follows that. He, he will be positive, but he also will be real. So got to like that. Some fans don't want to do that, but Murph will tell it like it is, so we appreciate him being there. All right, Mo and I will be back on Thursday where we'll run down the latest coming out of Henderson and uh, what's going on with this Raiders roster. Apparently today, as you heard, they're not going to do much to it, but I think they still will. We'll see what happens, but we'll catch you up on that. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast here, Silver and Black Today and Odyssey Original. Until next time, everybody, for Murph, for our producer, Mike, I am Scott Colbranson. We'll talk to you next time, Raider Nation.